0: Come on, man.
1: Friends and family, uh, and welcome to live. Welcome to live. It is chaos. This is the show by the fans for the fans. If you are new to the show, we host a live show every Sunday, but not today. Today is a special Monday episode because uh, uh, you know, I guess, I guess I have family that loves me enough to invade my home. Uh, everybody should be so fortunate to have that every once in a while. Uh, if you do want to join us when we go live, typically on Sundays, you can find us uh, on the Podbean app. Just search for uh, Not Easy Being Green. You might actually find, if you search Make Verder Horny again, you might find us come up uh, with accompanying photos and, and thumbnails. So feel free to click on those. Uh, and uh, if we do go live, you can you know hang out with us. Uh, you can join the chat. Uh, we got a number of people that are listening live, which is really cool. I wasn't sure if we would get anybody on a Monday night. Uh, Geppy, what are you doing up still, brother? Like, <laughs> I'm assuming you're still hanging out in uh, hanging out in, in Germany or something. Like, still riding off the high of that win. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a night owl. Maybe that's what he meant about getting the owl coming or something in the chat. There, I don't know. It was weird either way, uh, but yeah. So joining us today, uh, obviously, you heard Geppy is here because he wants to hear about how well he's doing in the competition. Uh, King <laughs> Ian is joining us. Um, <laughs> Juan Jose Sooner Doppelganger uh, is here as well as Sooners with us. And the voice you heard, the melodious tones you heard uh, just previously, was my co-pilot Christian. Welcome on a Monday night, and what it do what in motherfucking do namaste y'all <laughs> have you ever seen the uh, curb your enthusiasm episode where larry david goes to a like a hot yoga class and uh the lady's like namaste and he's like nah <laughs> <laughs> it's my kind of guy Let like, me a little bit of lars the light within me greets the light within you yeah there's there's no light in here <laughs> <laughs>
2: New season last
1: night. I haven't had the chance to watch it yet, but I'm pretty excited. I'm actually pretty excited. They're doing one more myself. Uh, Yeah, if you want to jump on, you can definitely jump on with us uh, when we go live. If not, catch the podcast on uh, Apple uh, or Spotify. I think Google has got it as well. Uh, Or you can reach out to us on Twitter. Christian, you're still hanging out on Twitter, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Barely (laughs) by a fucking thread.
2: Oh, the way, I look at it. I spoke.
1: I spout off on this show. Why would I do it on Twitter where, like I said, you know, it's it's like somebody's choking you when you're trying to talk. You, you don't reach anybody really anymore. Um, yeah, seriously. It's just, Bunch of
2: sex yeah. bots.
1: Well, there is Which that. is most
2: of my audience anyway. So. <laughs> so Same you're, thing you're, on here. So, say, <laughs> screaming down the silicone void. <laughs> or whatever those fucking things are made out
1: of. So if you're a sex bot, you can follow Christian on Twitter at SVWOMYTFC uh, or myself at NotEasyGreen. If you want to send larger bits of mail, you can send that to NotEasyGreen2017 at gmail.com. Everything else that we're doing, including uh, the Discord, joining that, and I haven't plugged often enough. Uh, that we are also on Instagram, and every game day, sooner goes on and gives you his pre-game thoughts, his post-game thoughts. Uh, so definitely, if you are an Instagram user, uh, go and look for Verter North America on Instagram, and you can find all those links on our Linktree, Linktree backslash Verter L N A L <laughs> I N K T R dot E backslash Verter N A. I've been staring at spreadsheets all day, so I have all of my personality. All of my <laughs> will for living <laughs> has been sucked yeah, out no of my kidding. body. That yeah, tough
2: man. <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs>
1: like water on, torture. On a, on a good note, though, there is a at, at a website called neal.fun, N-E-A-L lfun Fun backslash Asteroid Launcher. Huh? Okay. You can you can create your own asteroid to hit Earth, and you can choose the size <laughs> of the asteroid, and the angle, and the speed at which it hits. And uh, okay. it, took, it took me a good 20 minutes to find an asteroid just the right size that could destroy Hamburg Stadium without affecting Bremen.
2: <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and what are those exact measurements, just so for future reference? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's get into things here. So Werder have now entered into the wine press of games where results <laughs> Any positive result will hold maximum impact. The game against Mainz on the weekend was the first of four such games in which Werder has the opportunity to distance themselves almost completely from discussions surrounding relegation. Truthfully, after the last couple of games, the topic of relegation has been mostly muted. But, you know, I mean, when you beat Bayern away and then you tackle Freiburg at home, it would seem appropriate that the conversation around relegation should quiet down. However, It should remain task number one when assessing the season, and that means these games upcoming are the most pivotal of the season. Werder played away to a refreshed Mainz team, having added a few interesting signings over the winter window, and it was clear within the first 30 minutes that it wasn't going to be a sure thing. Mainz were extremely physical, and Werder had a terrible time of establishing any kind of a passing game. Thanks to a bit of cheeky luck, Dukes found himself on the back end of an ass pass that he managed to tuck away with some skill for the 1-0 lead. From then on, you'd be forgiven as a newcomer to the league if you thought, uh, if you thought that Bremen were the team with, o- with only 11 points and fighting for their lives. Mainz piled forward and applied pressure to which Werder had almost no answers for the duration of the game. Werner narrowly snuck out of Mainz with three points thanks to two posts, uh, sorry, thanks to a post and two magnificent saves by Zetterer. Werner showed the world that the New Jersey Devils zone trap defense of the 1990s is still alive and well. I'm Christian. Sure he
2: would 100% respect and get that reference. Yeah. There's <laughs> no way he wouldn't.
1: <laughs> There's one thing
2: I know about Ole Werner is he's a massive 90s NHL head. Obviously.
1: Well, if you watch the way Literally. the team played, uh, he's been studying. <laughs> Channeling. Channeling. All right. Give me your thoughts on the game. It's been a couple of Jesus days now. Christ.
2: That was a fucking stinker.
1: But it was the sort of stinker <laughs>
2: that we would would absolutely loathe to do a show for. Um, like I know you and I would would be like fuck. I don't want it. Like where this would feel laborious, more laborious than usual. <laughs> um, <laughs> could you
1: imagine to be lost?
2: <laughs> oh, dude, there's no way we'd be doing this show right now. Hundred no, percent. We would just been not. like, eh, whatever. Sorry, this. no show this week. Yeah, <laughs> we, you know, both of us had shit we had to do. Yada yada yada. But in this case, it's a win. So let's sit down and talk about it, you guys. Uh, um yeah it was a pretty gross win though but in fairness it's the type of win that we have to win if that makes sense uh the type of win that real <laughs> winning teams win
1: it's <laughs> gonna string a bunch of words together here hey, did you spend all day looking at spreadsheets too or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: no just mind-numbing teenagers uh but yeah no like it was it, i guess the key thing to walk away with here is three points that's all that really fucking matters. Doesn't matter how pretty it is. And we've all said this before, you know, like pretty wins are amazing. Absolutely. But that's the sort of shit that dreams are made of. We're past that point in our life. Now it's just any sort of win. We don't care how it comes, just make it come. Make it come on a regular basis. Just like me in the bushes.
1: <laughs> I was waiting for some kind of pull there. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was coming
2: it was unintentional but here we are
0: <laughs>
2: just like me in the bushes
1: <laughs> it's like t-ball when you set yourself up like that yeah, yeah the, uh, nice. the, the game <laughs>
2: like uh, kiss myself.
1: <laughs> the game certainly was uh something to be endured uh, not not appreciated or enjoyed that's <laughs> yeah. that's for sure uh let's uh, we're gonna we got lots of stuff to get to today including the close of the transfer window we do want to talk about the investors we got a bunch of questions from listeners um, and honestly a pile of other stuff we can get to so we are gonna jump right into the three up three down uh, and I'm kind of starting to appreciate and enjoy this format of just kind of getting to the business uh, kind of highlighting especially in the case that this was a garbage game to, to have to watch or even dissect. Uh, We'll just, you know, kind of move on. So, Christian, uh, I don't know. Where do you want to start? Let's start with the things that were great because that should be a short list. Sure. Why not?
2: Uh, It was awesome that football was
1: only 90 minutes and it's not (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. (laughs) Thank fuck. This wasn't like watching a cricket match where it goes on for (laughs) fucking days and days and days. You know? Like pulling teeth, but during medieval times. Uh, Yeah, it was Jesus Christ. I said Linen. Linen had a fantastic fucking game. Um, I mean, it wasn't. Here's the thing, though, is that it wasn't an obvious game, if that makes sense. Like, he wasn't scoring goals. He wasn't setting up, uh, you know, assists or anything like that. Uh, Hold on. I am going to get some stats on him uh, just to sort of give people an idea as to how good he was. If I'm not mistaken, he was either the first or the second best player on the pitch uh, for the winning team. So that go- Okay, so Zetter just beat him out slightly with 8.4. This is using SofaScore. And he had 7.6. Um, <clears throat> so our man, by the way, his accurate passing was eight, at 68%, which isn't necessarily too great. I mean, for the most part, I think well, I remember it hovering anywhere from, On that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> and he was like, he was 75 to 80 for a good portion of the game. Um, so he was... Um, <clears throat> won nine out of sixteen ground duels, uh, one two out of four aerial duels. Um, let's see here, what else? Couple block shots, couple of interceptions, dribbled past a couple of times, had nine tackles. So this dude was playing out of his fucking mind. Um, and yeah, it's just it's nice to have a steady presence in the midfield. And I know a lot of people have been talking about our defense recently. Absolutely fair. The defense is really just like it shockingly started to show up, especially because we've had essentially this back line for two years and it seems a little bit late in the game. But um, I honestly genuinely think having a steady presence in front of them is what's making the difference. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Zetterer in the back is giving them some confidence, but I do think that Lyman is, is having a big part to do with that.
1: Well, ju- jumping, um, off, jumping off that as well. Right. And just to yeah. further your, further your point in the last probably yeah. three games where they've started leaning in, uh, regularly what we're seeing yeah. is a double six uh, between uh, Linen and Ste. and what that yeah. allows to have happen is now uh the our wingbacks don't have to necessarily stay so far back all the time um that's how we were solidifying the defense uh in the first half of the season you know kind of after the first probably six what would be seven or eight games where we were getting scored on two plus goals per game uh, then Werner, you know, pulled the wing backs. You, you guys probably remember Visor all of a sudden wasn't getting up anymore. You know, our wingbacks weren't pushing forward at all. And now we're starting to see a, a little bit more of a transition where the double six is helping solidify that defense. And the wingbacks are given a little bit more free reign to move forward. Sorry, just uh, you can carry on. I just wanted to double yeah. up on that.
2: I don't mind it at all. That's quite all right. Also, I want to give myself a shout out uh, for continuing to fuck up these players' names like week yeah. after week. It's really impressive. I mean, I watch every fucking game. We do a podcast, and I still can't get their goddamn names right. Johnson, uh, Johnson! Uh, yeah, it fucking is. Like, I've, <laughs> and I'll forget about it until next week, um, oh, sure. right, and then I will continue to do it again. It's what we, what we
1: should do is get Derek Ray on the program to kind of walk through how to pronounce all these guys' names and some very interesting German words as well. Absolutely. I would like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's certain members in our audience that
2: would not. But uh, we elicited <laughs> a great
1: reaction from King Ian already. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. All right.
2: So, uh next up, Voltamata. And I said in brackets mostly just being subbed on. The fact that he got subbed on and got some time. I mean, like who knows last half like last first half of the season, he wouldn't have even seen the pitch. Uh if he did, it would have been 2-3 minutes. Now, this to me makes me wonder whether or not we are going to see Ole Werner starting to play the youth cuz it honestly with this transfer window it's looking like he doesn't have much of a fucking choice. You know what I mean? It's either play these guys or you should probably start looking for another fucking job. Um, and I mean, even with which we'll get into the whole investor bit. Uh, I will, I'll just touch on it briefly. Uh, I mean, they said we want to invest in the youth. We want to develop youth. It's the only way we're going to stay relevant as a club or exist as a club is being able to, uh, to develop and sell these players um, so he has to. They're forcing his fucking hand. You know, in the past, he's always essentially relied significantly on quote unquote known players. You know what experience I mean? Whereas
1: now, talent. Exactly.
2: Yeah, exactly. Quote unquote experienced talent. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as to what kind of experiences they provide for us and have experienced in the past is ooh, a whole other goddamn thing. But anyway, this motherfucker should not be starting. There we go. We haven't, we haven't had to use that one in a while, and that's saying something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Honestly, it is though. It honestly is, and I hope uh, Istar, you know, is just potent and kicking up a stink right now. That's that honestly, that right. We hate your fucking man right in our heads right now, which
1: is kind of. Oh, evil. I know.
2: <laughs> it's crazy the the amount of fucking real estate that man takes up. <laughs> um. Anyways, so Voltamata being subbed on. Uh, And kind of the potential for that being a bigger sign of things to come. And then finally, the third thing that I wrote, and I kind of mentioned this at the start of the show, is that we grinded out a win. Um, You know, this is what what top teams do. Uh, They're not pretty, but they're fucking wins. And you have to learn to grind out results. Um, Especially because, you know, I mean, right now we've got more depth than I think we've had in an extended period of time. Um, but Mainz has, you know, been a bit of a pain in the ass for us, considering the football that they play. So this is a pretty, you know, this is nice to to, to
1: grind out a win like this. Uh Juan is asking for grinding lessons if you're willing to uh, oblige. Tune in, tune in Thursdays.
2: I'll give you a private private tutor. I'm your private tutor and dancing for money. Do what you want me to do. It's a good thing this is free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. We're logging off just by the dozen right now. <laughs>
1: uh, we'll, uh, well, we'll say hello to Dustin, who's joining us live as well. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I, I wasn't, and I apologize, Christian. Was that, <laughs> I got lost. there? Was that your, you got your third one done? That's it. That's all she wrote. The, the, gr- the grinding was the third one. <laughs> grinding oh mm. yeah
2: that slow motion gif of all those dudes in that room mm. grinding different pieces of furniture that's that's <laughs> what we did on mines so we did on mines this weekend it was ugly oh and it, it felt like it took way too long but we really just grinded
1: it out Ugh, pelvis thrust it was it was tantric grinding <laughs> tantric grinding
2: like sting <laughs> we, we were channeling our inner sting with all his Kama Sutra sexuality.
1: <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay, well, mark, mark the tape here. 18 minutes and we're well off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> and nowhere close to being done. <laughs> That's right. Now, <laughs> uh, Okay, so my three ups. The first one, uh, real short and sweet. Third win in a row. Got to say it. Got to acknowledge it. Got to appreciate it on some level, any level. Three in a row is something to be said for this team. Having not done it. Uh, since being in the second league. <clears throat> that that said, I mean, uh, that, that I suppose is probably a lesser accomplishment. I'm not sure. But uh, the last couple of seasons that we've seen this team play, uh, yeah, that is that is something to write home about. Three in a row is is, is pretty sweet, especially, again, when you include uh, characters like Bayern Munich and Freiburg. The second up that I've got is uh, Njinma and, and Lenin. They appear to be regular starters now. Now, I'm... Sooner has mentioned this. I really hate the fact that he's probably right. Nothing irritates me more than when he is. Um <laughs> and it's that uh Ole Werner seems to take six months to understand when to play guys. You know, yeah. in St- in yeah. Steo is a, a a great example of this. We see this with yeah. uh with Lenin as well, and Jinma got his uh you know, got his chances kind of late in the first half of the season. Uh it just for whatever reason and then other players where we're absolutely desperate. Uh, like yeah. Dimall, he gets a, gets a, a bit of a, a, a chance early on, right? But for the most part, um, we're waiting half a year to see new starts or see to see new players plugged in. And it's I was really hoping that 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 was just a staya thing, like that was just him yeah. being a turd. Uh, but it, uh, it appears that this is maybe the way he rolls, and I I don't know how that that when he when he talks to new signings right because you you gotta know that all these new signings they had to meet the coach at some point in time he had to talk to them about a game plan or how he was going to run the team and he had to sell them on an idea do do any of them understand that they aren't going to see the field for six months before before they get to you know start a game Uh, it's dude's gonna
2: get a rep for that though and it's gonna hinder the team in signings and in development so this is what I was saying is like, it could, I I don't know. I'm not holding my breath. I'm kind of playing devil's advocate on this one, but it could suggest to me that he's being forced to play them now. And, and he no longer has that luxury of waiting six months to play a guy. You know what I mean? Like you just don't. If you want to, if you want to fucking win, you got to make those changes. Immediately, especially if you've been losing with these, you know, a certain amount of guys for an extended period of time, how are you not questioning what you're doing is wrong? Anyways,
1: well, and that's that's kind of part and parcel of what you were getting out there as well. It's not even just that he it seems to be being forced to play the younger players. It's really been unfortunate, I suppose, for him that they've excelled when he's played them. <laughs> and what are you what are yeah. you going to do? uh Okay, the third the third up that I had was Zetter for the third week in a row. Um, Zetter is just. He's just doing it for me all the time. Two absolutely key passes during the game. His ability to open up the counterattack using the quick throw is something that this team has desperately needed. Um, And it's accurate. It's fast. He's decisive. He sees the field. Um, Again, I can't can't say enough. Um, Again, (laughs) this guy should have been starting a long time ago. Uh, or, I mean, at least been more of a competition set up a long time ago. All right, let's go to the things that sucked, Christian. What uh, what sucked you this week? Oh, man. <laughs> Not nearly enough things.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically this fucking game. Um, <clears> the <throat> uh, First thing I said was uh, Herr Christian Gross. There's only one name I seem to be able to pronounce regularly uh, and properly, and it's the man I dislike the, the most net. on this oh, no. fucking oh, oh, team uh he still he still seems to be getting some sort of playing time and it's really fucking
1: problematic um <laughs> he's he's like the guy that just you know he, he can't quite make he's officially you know past his quote unquote prime uh and now oh, yeah. he's the he's the uh, the background actor the guy that walks through the scene and buys the you know the gelato in the in the, in the movie and, and moves on oh, yeah. he comes on for his five minute appearance everybody knows he's there look there cameo roll yeah yeah
2: kind (laughs) of waves at the screen hello (laughs) you know what and and you know what so long as he doesn't get any speaking parts i guess i'm vaguely okay with it like i don't i really don't that mm, you better be on his fucking way out and you gotta think that he is jesus christ you pray that he fucking is um second of all bore why is he still being used why the fuck is bore being used why is he still here uh, you know all sorts of questions that everybody's asking. Um, I genuinely I don't understand why this guy's still fucking around. Like, what benefit? And I'm and I'm sincerely asking this. I get why we would hold on to him. Um, I don't like it. I think it's fucking stupid. But I get it. And I, if you want me to break it down for you very quickly, the reason we hold on to him is we want to show that a we're not going to be bullied by players. B we're not going to be bullied by other teams. Um, as a result, yep. we're like fine. We're cutting off our nose to spider face. I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. Uh, but that being said, you can also just bench the fucking guy. Sure. He's going to leave when we're done with him. And guess what? He's going to leave in terrible fucking shape. Let him, let him leave. Not game fit at all. Let him put on 150 fucking pounds. The fuck. Do we eating him in his little cage anymore. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Like, I mean, honestly, if we're holding him against his will, then he's already going to be unhappy. So let's let's really get into it. Let's make him super fucking unhappy. It's not like other teams other players are going to be like, well, they held on to him, you know. But they at least they let him fucking play. I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe somebody who's a lot smarter than me can tell me why. Um, Put the ball gag on him and get him moving. Amen. Preach, brother. <laughs> um, and then my final thing I wrote: performance as a whole. Um, yeah, it was just fucking a terrible game, but we grinded out a win. But it was a terrible game. It was not fun to watch at all. It was gross.
1: Oh jeez, I gotta find. Hey, oh
2: the nut! Oh no! Oh, oh I'm at the uh, nut! Oh. Yeah, Tiche, well played. Very well played.
1: Well, you, you're grinding and gross, and then about to not It all just works so well there. <laughs> 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 Alright, uh, things that sucked here uh, Number one thing that sucked Was officiating Officiating was shit So there was 22 fouls by Mainz And 16 by Werder uh, With cards only getting handed out to Mainz After the 67th minute uh, the, This official did absolutely nothing To get the game under control uh, Or to stop the ankle breaking tactics Of the Mainz midfield What Are you, are you like uh, You know, Shuffling papers or doing your taxes Or something? Jesus Christ, these fucking earphones are incredible, aren't they? <laughs> There's something else. It's like my neighbor <laughs> coughs and you're like, how many
2: people are in your house right now? I hear six people breathing in your building. Why is there
1: Why is there a guy rimming you right now? Uh, yeah, so- <laughs> yeah.
2: I got no, the was- cam feed on, check it out.
1: <laughs> but I mean, honestly, it was the amount of times that Mainz was absolutely bullying us all over the field and, and Werder got the first two cards of the game. And one of them was Friedel for complaining, you know, uh, but for, I, I went and checked uh, this referee, uh, Benjamin Brand. Uh, the game was, it was well within his norm. He averages he averaged sees 24 fouls in a game. This one was 38. Um, he still, he issued six cards, only one and a half more than usual. So he doesn't give out cards. And this is a third game he's refed for us. I didn't realize that. Uh, more than any other ref in the league, we've seen this guy. So... Hooray for that. Gross. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, officiating was absolutely garbage. Absolutely garbage. Um, Second thing that sucked was passing. Just 64% completed passes during the game, which is the lowest completion percentage all season. And it wasn't just that Mainz did a good job disrupting play. Uh, Werder didn't have a plan other than hoofing it down the field. I mean, Schmid rarely joined the rush, uh, and it was largely up to uh, a, a center back, uh, and Zetterer to get the ball to Dux or Njinma uh, and primarily it was Njinma and Agu who were sprinting forward trying to create counterattacks. But the passing was so direct and high-risk, Werder lost balls repeatedly on the back line and in the midfield, and it really did look like watching Kofelt ball from 2020. Uh, the, the whole thing was unimaginative. The entire tactic was predicated on parking the bus uh, as if we were facing Bayern. You know, and just launching, like I've said before, helpless long balls forward to the ghost of, of Fulkrug, right? It was just it was so unimaginative. And uh, all right, so the last thing that sucked utilitarian approach. And this is, I, yes, I am going to rant now. <laughs> it's just it, was just, it was so aggravating. Once the lead was captured, Werner and Werder did absolutely nothing to generate or create offensive opportunities. And I know, I know it becomes a bit of a point of contention between myself and some of the other people in the group uh, when it kind of comes down to that. What's more important, three points or demonstrating a little development? And well, I can appreciate having a team that's been in a relegation battle for the last six years, with the exception of the second league, um, I have such a difficult time In simply stating that points are all that matters. Even in the hierarchical sense, I have trouble saying that points are more important than showing development. And and here's here's what I mean. So first of all, of course, I got to cover off all my bases and state emphatically that yes, points are important. And without them, we don't stay in the league right? Because somebody is going to come onto Twitter or onto Discord afterwards and say, "Oh, what do you, you just think development all that matters, but you'll get points, you, you'll, you'll get relegated. Don't you understand anything, right? No, points are important. I get it. But it's a very narrow, it's a very now and today, it, it's, a, it's a scarcity emergency mentality that I, I just, I can't maintain for very long. In both my personal uh, and sports fandom life, I need to see more than just our immediate needs being met. I need to see that tomorrow's needs will be met, or that there's a plan to meet tomorrow's needs and challenges. So so given that this league is so incredibly bad this year, it further pushes me to look to the future. And unfortunately, under his leadership, I do not believe that Ole has what it takes to make sure that the needs and challenges of tomorrow will be met. We we are seeing some great work being done in our scouting, our transfer market uh, in the last two windows. I, it's given me a little bit of hope that we may be finally seeing that kind of, that part of the equation is getting addressed now. However, and I'm, I'm happy to hear uh, any dissenter, right? In the last two years, we have not seen positive building blocks by Ole Werner. We've seen adaptations, we've seen adjustments, and mostly concessions, which turn out to improve the situation, right? And, and this, this is why when we play minds, we take three points. I still have this as a down. Werner sure. has, has adapted his team to play counterattacking football. Granted, it took six months. It took injuries and suspensions to bring him to that point. Uh, But what we don't see from this team is a positive game plan when facing a similar opponent. And, And this is what I mean when I say looking to the future. I don't see us as having risen above our similar opponents. I see us as very fortunate that the bottom of this league is desperately poor. And if we see no further positive development this season, we will have to hope that next year's league is as terrible as this one was. If we, if we want to truly believe that we're a mid-table team or have the ability to be a mid-table team, we need to throw off this utilitarian approach, find some ways to positively develop this team. The, 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 the game against Mainz was not a step forward for development. It was a utilitarian trudge of the necessary three points. I, I believe we have a team that's capable of more than that oh, on yeah. the field. And, and when we come against other teams performing in the same utilitarian ways, it is an opportunity to see if we're ready to graduate to a new level. I didn't see that on Saturday. And and that's why this ends up in my things that sucked. What we have now is a team likely capable of reaching the mid table in a very bad league or 10 to 15th in a decent league. There there's no complaints about the points from me today we've been robbed in games like this as well uh we just haven't yet seen a team able to force the opposition to play up to us we we seem to have the ability to raise our game against stronger opponents but we seem to have no ability currently to force weaker opponents to play up to us we we are are eating for today we are finding food for today and we have no idea what we're going to do with tomorrow and that is a down for me sorry for the rant but it really got under my skin this week
2: no, that's fair. I think you're right. Uh, Ole does not play to the team's strengths. He plays to what he thinks they should be playing, which to a certain extent is you know what a coach does. But realistically, like we have been a stronger team than we've seen for a minute. So when people were crying out for transfers, obviously you always want to see good players come in. But I, to be honest, I thought the team, more of more the forwards in the midfield, were a lot better than we had been showing. Yep. you know but once again a lot of the players that he've been playing you know sticking with the his guys and getting the results because he's sticking with his guys. I mean that's just it he doesn't seem to learn and if he does learn it's not very quickly um and that to me does not speak to the direction that the board supposedly <laughs> um, we'll see. Uh, the to the board the direction that the board wants to go in you know the transfers certainly do speak to that yeah um but the question is will will everything else fall into place we need to stop tickling and start fucking amen always on point
1: christian the christian (laughs) b-roll is always on point (laughs) (laughs) that's why you guys pay me the big bucks Uh, it was a good segue though. Let's uh let's get into the transfer window. Let's talk about what happened. Um because Certainly. there has been uh more excitement, uh, more energy, uh, more, I don't know, optimism around this last transfer window than we have seen in gosh, I gotta say seven years, six, seven years. I'm serious. I mean, yeah, may- there, there there maybe has been like one signing where we're like, ooh, you know, you know, David Clausen yeah. shows up. Ooh. You know, Max Cruz shows up. Right. But this this window really felt like and I think you said this or somebody maybe it was uh, Juan that said it. It really felt like we're actually building something or we're trying to build something. Anyway, I'll let you take it away. Yes. All right.
2: So, you know, what I'm going to do is I'll start with our newest signing that happened. I think it was actually today, wasn't it? Um Marco Grul who came from Rapid Vienna on a free. And he's going to be joining us in the summer. Uh so he is 25 uh from Austria. Uh has some Austrian caps to his his uh, name. Um I think he has got four senior team and eight under 21 uh, anyway, so he started at rapid Vienna for an extended period of time. He's played 117 games, scoring 38 goals and 27 assists, which is actually pretty fucking good. Um, before that, yeah. it was St. Johan. He was at SV Reed. Um, all of which he, you know, his stats are pretty goddamn good. I think he must've been playing as a striker at St. Johan, um, and probably at SV Reed cause his, uh, Goals and assists are particularly higher. Um, Anyway, so he's primarily a left wing, although he can play as a forward and a right wing. Um, Yeah, so he's going to be coming to play with us. So that's very much interesting to find a player that is a left wing. So an attacking left wing uh, with now I didn't get the opportunity to look into it, but I have a sneaking suspicion that he's got minimal defensive attributes. Um, you know, I'm sure he can do what's necessary, but you're not going to look to this guy to be a, a defender no. or to defend it a whole lot.
1: Um, so the, the, next last, we'll go. the last, the last, the last left winger with offensive talent we had would be Mila Rashica. Yeah. God damn. You know, but I
2: mean, I'm sure transfer got, uh, you know, Frank Ballaman slash Clemens Fritz. There's a reason that they didn't go for anybody since then. You know, Obviously. I mean, they, there's a plan in the works. We're just Always too thinking. fucking dumb to figure it out.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Jesus Christ. Honestly, uh, you got to wonder sometime, Maybe they're like those guys that fix up the inside of the house before they fix up the outside because the people that drive around and doing doing the assessments on houses won't jack their property taxes because, you know, the outside of the house still looks shitty, right? Maybe that's what they're doing. It's just slowly. They're slowly building it from the inside for, you know, some sort of tax reasons or something.
2: Oh yeah. 100%. <laughs> Definitely. That's exactly what the situation is. Yeah. I mean, I'm one day, hopefully we'll figure it out, but you know what? I don't want the magician to reveal their secrets. Um, so next up I'm going to do, uh, Alvaro Skelly. So he was actually kind of, or Skelly Alvaro, um, I'm probably pronouncing his fucking name wrong because it seems to be my thing. <laughs> um, so he was signed right after uh Malatini there. So I think I'm pretty sure we talked about Malatini last week. Yep. Didn't we? I, I, All right. No, so, not, I, la- not last
1: week. Uh, we didn't, we just yeah. took calls. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll talk about him today. Oh ah, Yeah. yeah. The Malatini. Um, Martini.
2: Yeah, that's right. Our man Martini there. So, <laughs> uh, uh, Skelly Alvaro is a French international who plays center midfield. The biggest attribute that everybody seemed to want to talk about is that this dude is 2.02 uh, 02 meters. So I think that's like six foot seven, six foot eight. Um, now I'm six foot two. I have a buddy who's six foot eight, and he is a big fucking prick. Uh, not as a human just i mean i guess big that's a better word for it anyways he's fucking huge like when he walks in the room and he's not even like a super muscular muscular guy um he's not like a stick either but like you fucking notice him like there's no there's absolutely zero way to avoid looking at him when he's in a room because he's significantly taller than everybody else um so I, and and this, so our man Skelly here is going to be a professional athlete. He is currently at the age of 21, so he can probably still put on a bit more weight. This guy is going to be an absolute boss in the midfield, uh, at least as far as physique is concerned. So it sounds like he plays center midfield uh, to a lesser extent, a defensive midfield. So I did read some tweets talking about uh, him in French, and I really probably should have taken some notes. I don't know. We've kind of pulled this shit together at the last second. I know that's a big shock for a lot of people, um, but it sounds as if he does really well going forward. Uh, he has defensive lapses, um, but going forward is well, well, not an attacking midfielder. He does sort of Excel going forward. His passing is good. His positioning going forward is good. Um, it's whereas it's kind of the opposite with defensive. He has defensive lapses. So he'll make bad tackles. Sometimes I get pressured into making a bad pass. Um, but either way, it sounds like he's going to be in there. I'm curious to see who all we get in the midfield. I think for me, a lot of people were saying that Schmied should stay on. Uh, Lean in should go off and stay should stay on. But that to me is, doesn't make any sense. Pardon? I'd rather see. Pardon? <laughs> That's
1: why I said What's Fuck that? pardon.
2: <laughs> yeah, I. I didn't get that one. I like Schmied. Schmied's all right. But Schmied right now is not a starter for me. I think he's good. I think he can fuck up some defense if you put him on with like 20 minutes to go. Um, but I think you really want to boss that midfield with, uh, with stay uh, with Skelly. If Skelly has the offensive sort of prowess as being suggested. Um, and then you got Lean in the back line, cleaning all that shit up and sending the boys forward. Anyways, so I'll get rid of him now. Oh, I, we got him on a loan with the option to buy. Um, his value's at $4 million, and we got him on loan for about uh, $2,500. Uh, what was it? Yeah, 250000 That's it, on loan. And I think, like, we pay out, like, six, something like that. Um, and he was at Olympic Lyon. He was at Sochaux. So he's been playing for quite a while. Uh, you know what? Let me get here. Ah, oh, fuck! Hold on. I thought I pulled that up. I did not. Evidently, uh, whatever. We'll skip it.
1: Um, <laughs> I was little, I was a little curious. I'm just kind of hunting down some trying to hunt down some stats here. Stats. Uh, All right. God damn well, it! I'll do it. No, no, no. But uh, I, I wanted to see if I could find how many headed headed goals he has because I'm I'm thinking if he plays forward, right. a, a guy that's six foot seven coming late into the box is likely going to be a, a pretty solid advantage for us, especially with how oh, garbage yeah. we, we cross balls. But uh, yeah, well, it looks like he's trying to goal. fucking move this guy. Like he, he's a big
2: bastard. You know what I mean? <laughs> looks like he's only scored like two goals. Doesn't and score with four assists. goals. Yeah. Now, which is like fine. Um, yeah. It looks as if, all right. So at uh, uh, center midfield, he's played most of his games, nine with two goals, defensive midfield, He's played seven with one goal. Uh, so show he was, he played 35 games, two goals with one assist. Uh, the B squad, he played 24 with two goals and four assists. Um, also, you got to remember the disparity of talent um, with some of those lower True. league teams um, well, historically. The, so show's a big club,
1: but you know, they're in uh, league der now. So I think the real challenge ahead of us uh, with this particular signing is going to be whether or not we actually get to see him play right? He's on loan with, yeah. a, purchase, with a purchase option. Right. Yeah. And are they just going to be sitting there evaluating him in practice, seeing if it's, if he's yeah. going to be like, is that worth the 250 K we're, we're laying out on the loan, uh, to watch him in practice for, you know, three months to find out if we really want the guy. Um, I wonder how much we're going to actually see him. I really do. I, I hope we do. Uh, but I don't know if we're actually going to see him.
2: Yeah, no, no, that's a fair question. Actually, you know, um, that's a really fair question um oh yeah I don't know yeah and and I mean this comes back to uh I guess our the new agendas being set forward which is you know discovering developing youth and then making money off them so the only way you're gonna get that is not just through watching them at fucking practice because any scout can do that you know what I mean he's got to get out there and play so yeah I don't know but who knows right now because Ole Verner our coach um next up so this was kind of considered to be the the biggest feat uh the biggest signing here and that would be isaac hansen aaron from norway He's at the young age of 19. Uh, He's currently a Norwegian under 21 international. Uh, He plays attacking midfield, but he is coming from uh, some fucking club in England. I'm not entirely
1: sure who they are. Uh, Some knuckle dragging uh, unwashed. Yeah. A bunch of mongoloids
2: that have never won anything. (laughs) So he's coming from Man U uh, from Man U. And they honestly, like from what I read, so he's, He's uh, is valued at $1.5 uh, million, originally from Tromso. Uh, and, yeah, I, from my understanding, this kid's just fucking absolutely incredible, and this was a pretty big feat for us to sign him. Uh, he wanted playing time. Uh, we apparently are going to offer it to him. So another thing, like Ole, they're forcing Ole's hand. He's going to have to play this kid. Um, or is he? Or is he signing his own fate? Um yeah he can also play center forward he can play center midfield but his best position is attacking midfield. Um I did not get too much of a chance to to see what uh you know I mean he was highly regarded but I I didn't really get to see what his strengths were per se. Um it does sound as if in the the Premier League 2 which is kind of like the reserve division he's played 8 games he's got two goals. Um is with, he a bit of an uh, eccentric bad boy? Uh, well, I mean, his tattoos and his blonde hair certainly suggests is uh, not as much. Look at this bad boy for life. Um, and he's been playing, you know, I guess he can also play in the left wing. Um, but yeah, I guess. Oh, okay. Hold on. So for the under 23 team, he's played 47 games with five goals and two assists. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. I'm yep. pretty excited to see that kid have a go. And then, hold on, let me pull up uh, old Justin. I was positive I did Justin Malatini. Uh, oh, I guess maybe I just did uh, when when we were rumored with him as opposed to um, him. Uh, hold on here. Transfer marked. Boom. All right. So uh, 22-year-old Ju- oh, Julien Malatini. Julien. Once again, <laughs> getting the names fucking wrong um he's valued at 1.7 million dollars he is coming from uh argentina because he is argentina he played at defensa y justicia and then before that he was at Tayerish, or i don't know how it's pronounced i'm not fucking spanish
1: maybe juan can fill in for me Um, uh i think this is exactly what happened last time we tried this (laughs) yeah
2: yeah yeah, that's right
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I think I pronounced it like I was
2: Portuguese. Uh, um, so it was suggested that he was kind of garbage at uh, Tires, um, but then really good at Defensa e Justicia. Uh, we signed him on the fly and in his first. Oh, so he does actually play as a fullback, although his strongest is in the center back position. Um, so uh, he plays as a right back specifically which is when he scored that goal uh not this game but the game before um so yeah yeah it looks like he he's supposedly needs a bit of work i mean he's 21 but i guess we'll find out yeah it's at very least it's some uh, center back depth which we've been dying for absolutely dying for
1: if uh you know we we've always had way too much of it, which is why we sold off some of our talent, you know, Kia yeah. was, oh, you know, trash. <laughs> I absolutely am, trash. I am genuinely interested in, um, in Hansen Aaron. Is it Aaron Aaron? I don't know, whatever. Uh, I am yeah. interested simply because he plays in the traditional 10 position. And yeah. when we were talking about some of these transfers and how things were going, it really is beginning to shape, um, how this team might look next year what is a traditional 10 going to do on this team um yeah you know what does that mean for a player like voltamod what does that mean for you know so many of these other players that we've got nima um, yeah you know what what does it mean Neen- for them? in jinma
2: and- <laughs> <fucking Christ>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like i mean you know, just
2: think about like a beautiful daisy cutter like a little fucking through ball uh, and he runs
1: on it like he's just going to tear up that field so fucking fast, you know? Absolutely. No, I think it's. Uh, I think there's good reason to be pretty excited about it. Uh, pretty excited about what some of the moves are being made. I think once again, I mean, we were probably. I think we were probably one of the only people that were talking about it in. What would it be now, 20, 2018, 2019, when we were starting to already accuse Frank Bauman and Fritz of only shopping local, of bringing on old, experienced and injury riddled players, right? We, we went through the history and we're talking about this sort of stuff um, and, and I don't know who else was. And now, and it really got under my skin uh to hear, you know, people talking about, oh, you know, Frank Bauman's a master class, you know, if Clemens Fritz really knows what he's doing. And you can't really. honestly like if you if you're gonna do an ounce of work just an just a small minuscule amount of research and take a look at the differentiation between not just the players we've signed but even the players we've been linked to in the last year and a half versus the previous six you cannot tell me that Frank Bauman woke up one day and suddenly had connections hmm. all over the world suddenly had relationships he could you know talk with guys and and pull some strings so that Clemens Fritz you know went into some sort of i don't know scientific lab where they hooked him up with electrodes and injected him with all manner of brain power to do his job, right? It, they, they brought in a guy and things changed. And so Yance has been one of the best things that have happened uh, to this club. And I guess if Frank Bauman wants to take a victory lap, it's for hiring him. Uh, yeah. so, so there, I guess that's the, you know, that, but yeah, this, I, I really do feel like the, this last, the last couple of windows, we've seen a very decided shift. Uh, in the type of player we're attracting, the players that we're linked with, and now the players that we're signing. And it, it genuinely, to my my thinking, has almost nothing to do well, with Fritz or Bauman. Yes, they're going to negotiate the contracts. Yes, they're going to be the ones that probably, you know, try to squeeze every last bit of blood out of a rock. Um, but I have no doubt that this has everything to do uh, with Johannes Jens. So well done, Jens. Appreciate you trying to save our club. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think the only credit that I'll give Bauman is uh the
2: smartest signing that Bauman ever did was Jans. You know, that's it. That's all there is to it. Cause yep. he's making all these brilliant signings, you know?
1: Well, it's obvious he's got the relationships to do the job, right? Like again, just even yeah. being linked yeah. with this many players, the guy the guy obviously has got connections everywhere. And yeah, it's it's nice to see him flexing that. Uh Goddamn all right. right let's uh let's talk about investors here cuz we have to um cuz it changes the dynamic of the club itself and uh and i'm going to try and be fairly just you know the facts about the situation obviously we're not uh we, we haven't uh we i haven't been invited out for dinner lately uh with the, <laughs> any of the club officials i don't know if you have um, we no, been getting no. a lot of
2: like dirty pictures, but yeah. it's about the extent of it.
1: <laughs> Lucky guy. Uh, yeah. Obviously, they've been watching or listening, learning how to grind out some wins. All right, so here are some facts about uh, the investors, the money, where it's going to get used, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so all the investors are from around or have ties to local Bremen area, and that's an inverter as an organization. This is a good thing. Um, and apparently the talks began about a year and a half ago. Um, And Frank Baumann was apparently critical in putting the group together uh, and casting a vision for the investors as to how the club could use the investment to be successful. Uh, (laughs) um, And that I'll get back to that later. So 38 million uh, was invested and the investors group is now known as the the regional alliance. And they're going to receive 18% of the shares. So specifically talking about the shares. They are highly regulated and guarded by rules as to what can be done with them. So this is a good thing for Verder. The investors are held uh, to a long-term investment. They're not able to sell or move the shares for a set period of time, which is said to be lengthy. There was no details about that. And then there are rules around who they can sell the shares to. So again... Uh, one more set of, uh, I guess, walls for Verder to feel safe about this, um, and the rules go to the point where Verder has even protected themselves against shares being passed on as an inheritance. So they really went to the wall uh, to make sure that these don't just go anywhere. They've basically sewn up any possibility of the shares ending up in hand in the hands of anybody that they wouldn't approve of uh, or have connections to the and ties to the club. Which again. Uh, I get. I have to commend them for that. Uh, beyond this, uh, the investors will not be taking a return on investment, which was huge for me to hear, right? Because it's one thing to get a cash injection. It's another thing now that every single year your profits are being siphoned off uh, for investors. So from what it sounds like, there's nothing within the agreement that indicates Verder has to provide any financial compensation at any time to the shareholders. If the club becomes enormously successful, it sounds as though there'll be some returns at that time. Uh, But for right now, it's completely buttoned up. Um, And lastly, the shareholders will have no influence over the operations of the club they will be required to make, uh, if they want to make statements, they're going to be required to make it through a, a one spokesperson. And those statements must be within the rules laid out for public relations. So again, Verder just tightening the screws on this thing. So if let's say a shareholder gets pissy about something, uh, if he goes off to you know the local newspaper and leaks some information, he can get severely fined for that. So then the question is, what happens with the money? Right. Well, that's that's the big thing we, we know that the shareholders are basically uh, being tied to a, a radiator in the basement after having taken their money. <laughs> so what happens with the money? Uh, so the money is going to be available right away. It's going to come in as one lump sum and it will not be spread out over time, which is good. Uh, the investment, they said, is not intended to uh, to pay out offsta- uh, outstanding debt. This is important. So Verter currently have an operating deficit of around 37 million and there's a negative equity, and we've talked about that before, of 19 million. So the cash injection, it's gonna tip the scales of negative equity and free us up from the fines that we've been facing uh, by the DFL, uh, which we faced this last year. And what it really does is it creates, and this is I think what is the true intentions here, it creates a more attractive organization for financial institutes that offer business loans. Uh, money is going to be spent over the next few transfer windows to attract high-end young talent that can develop and be sold for a profit. The young talent is being described as 16 to 22-year-old uh, and Philbury claims that it's not a change in transfer strategy and he points to the successes of uh, you know, Nginma, Voltamad, which is hilarious uh, because we didn't actually develop them. Uh, other teams did. And then Phil- Philbury claims that the cash is going to allow them to make moves for young players like this, uh, but they want to target players that are in the skills category of players like Bellingham and Sancho. So that's a pretty high bar. Um, And then Philbury also talks, you know, kind of calls to the past about players uh, like Ozel and uh, Mertesacker. So that is the nuts and bolts, just the straight goods of where the money's going who has the shares, what some of the stipulations are around the agreements. Um, and, and so my comments on it, kind of what I think what's happening first, uh, it should be said that Verder have done really well here. And imagine me celebrating this. <laughs> I mean, they, they they had to navigate the impossible problem of addressing massive outstanding debts while appeasing fan groups who would string them up should they get the wrong investors. There was some fan discontentment, which was kind of surprising, uh, but it is still fairly minimal. Uh, they did manage to secure 38 million and give up basically nothing. And this is what I meant uh, when, I think it was at the end of the shareholders meeting when we came on the show, and I said that Verder actually isn't looking for a financial investor, they're looking for a donation. And wouldn't you know it, that's what they got. They actually got a $38 million donation. Uh, who would ever thought? Um, so from now, uh, now from what they plan to do with the money is another thing entirely. So in this last transfer window in summer, we gained just over $20 million during that transfer window. The statement from the club is the invested $38 million won't go towards debt. My best guess is that a large portion of the 20 million gained is going to be held in a in a short term trust uh, for the bond repayment that's coming up through this? You know uh, the the rest um, the rest of the money that we owe is going to be made up through sales during this summer window. So again, the money we made during this last summer, it's gonna. I'm assuming they're going to basically bank it so that they have the cash on hand when the bond matures, because they have to be able to pay that out should the investors want their payout. The 38 million is going to come into play over the next few years, looking for those top-end young talents that they've talked about. The biggest advantage for Verder will be their ability to extend current uh, to extend the current loan they have, and likely look to make additional loan withdrawals because of the new liquidity. Okay, what do I mean by that? Because we've addressed the negative. Um, uh, ugh, <laughs> I just lost my thought here. Um, the negative equity. Holy crap. Thank you, spreadsheets. Uh, We've addressed the negative equity with the cash injection. Okay. So that means that banks are going to look at us as a a basic, now a a safe investment. Should we now approach a bank and ask for more money? So the scary version of this is that Verder may well use the new money to demonstrate stability in order to get more loan money to do more work. Um, and, and this is really the only way they can meet all the expectations that they've laid out, purchasing new talent, investing in infrastructure, investing in youth facilities. And there is no way 38 million does all of this. Um, but what, but what 38 million does do is it can turn into another few, you know, loans, right? And when they get those new loans, now we have a large portion of money that we can just service the debt on over a longer period of time. Um, And and then, and then it really all becomes hinged on amazing young talents that we develop. Right. And that is the, the end of this, the payout, the payoff where, where it all comes down is that we are going to find the talent. We're going to develop the talent and we're going to sell the talent at the right time. Something that Werder has not been able to do in 10 years, 11, 12 years. Right. So they, it looks as though they've been able to address the attracting the talent problem with Johannes Jans. Christian, I'll maybe move it over to you at this point in time. Cause this is all I have on this. <laughs> Does Verder actually like, again, if, if they grab a bunch of loans, if they use the money to basically become a more healthy organization, to attract more loans, to purchase the right players, the real question is, can we develop them and, can we sell them when we need to sell them? Our history says no. We can't. Yeah, I mean, is it possible? Sure, it's possible. Will
2: we? No fucking clue. Not currently with our uh, our current coach, unless he learns to do a couple things really quickly. And there's not a lot suggesting that that's the case. Um, yeah, he's gonna have to learn to prove himself really fucking quickly uh and i i I don't know here's the question too is with this proclamation and i've referred to it several times throughout this podcast you know did they take him aside and say look at this is the direction we're going in um are you ready to do this and did he agree to it or is he just sort of biding his time before they kick his ass out or (laughs) you know what i mean or or he's looking for other jobs um and if so then who do you bring in and that's not really our job is like who do we bring in to make sure that you right. know we continue to develop stuff but it, it's 100 percent possible like yeah it's not unreasonable there's a ton of teams that have done this that have made this change in fact a lot of teams did this about 20 years ago when they realized that this is the only way they're <laughs> going to stay relevant um we decided not to and that's fine Well, the problem was uh, 20 years ago we
1: were really successful and we yeah we just kept we kept plugging quarters in the machine expecting it was going to pay out every time and, yeah, and, seriously. and it bit hard. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, as of right now, I mean, Ole Werner's our coach. Um, he's getting the opportunity to show that he has the capability to play young kids because that's what he's going to be getting. That's all the signings we made. Everybody was under, you know, I think the oldest was what 25 and that was gruel. Um, there you go. Everybody else. And so was, who else is 25? Now that's it. Malatini's 21. Skelly's 21. And then, um, what's his face is, uh,
1: is, uh, yeah. Right.
2: Or yeah. 19. There you go. So these are your new signings. Better play them. Christian gross, you know, so, just kids yeah, I guess they're we'll all see. just
1: kids everybody all just kids <laughs>
2: inexperienced kids you know so well, i'm
1: curious i'm very curious to see what happens the,
2: he's gonna have to change a bunch you know my
1: my little jab here is that uh, frank bauman was essential in getting this thing off the ground and relaying to people exactly you know the plan forward what they're going to do in order to make this successful and i have no idea how that happened like did he stand in front of this group of guys and say okay look I think I finally figured out after six years of absolutely screwing the pooch, hiring players that were too old, uh, you know, we, we tried to do it this way. didn't work. We tried to do it this way and didn't work. So now this has got to be the right way. It's like, it's almost, yeah. Yeah. It's like, (laughs) (laughs) is it under this cup? No. Is it under this
2: cup? No. Well, it's gotta be under this third. Okay guys. $38 million says it's
1: under this one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs>
2: well done, buddy. Trial yeah. by error. <laughs> Christ. All right,
1: we got a still got a number of things to get to. I'll maybe save some stuff for next week, such as uh, Vol Invest has stopped paying Verder. Uh, they changed the name of our stadium and now can't pay us. Apparently, um, that's fun. And uh, yeah. I do want to talk a little bit about uh, the return of Nabi Kaita at some point in time. We'll have to get to that. Um, and I do want to talk about uh, you know. I had said I'm less excited about Europe and more excited about Advisor and Voltamod possible extension with how well we're playing. So I'm going to table those uh, for next week, uh, Christian. So just they'll they'll be coming at us next week. But I, I sure I, I really wanted to talk about the transfer window and the investors because again those are very those are hugely important to us uh, yeah, as much as as much as people may have slept through that segment. Um, <laughs> all right, we got uh, a few questions we'll get to and then we'll bring sooner in here. Sorry, folks, going to overtime again. You'll just have to deal with it. Um, all right. First, Christian, the club is 125 years old. How old do you think you will be when Werder wins either a Pocal Cup or the title?
2: Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Um, in my 50s. 53. So 10 years from now. I was going to say, does a girl tell her age? Or... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 10 years? This one does because I don't look a day over
1: 65. <laughs> That's right. Pump. All right. <laughs> uh, all right. So, with the table as it currently stands and barring an insane collapse, the sack race is likely over. Did Werner save himself or did the team save Werner?
2: Uh, I think the team saved Werner. Because, yeah, essentially he was forced to play these guys, and turns out they're pretty fucking good. It's crazy. It's almost like Jans knows what he's doing. <laughs> so, yeah, the team saved Werner. Because otherwise, he would have just kept playing, you know. Ugh, Christ almighty. Rap, rap, and despite leaving, rap, <laughs> rap, and gross. Rap would come in on loan from from who'd he go to? KSC. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So
1: he'd come on loan every weekend to come play for us. <laughs> uh, all right. Is Ole Werner a Marvin Dukesh like manager? Dude found success doing things his way, taking Kiel near promotion and promoting Verder. So dude develops an ego and stubbornness. He also kept the club up. Do you think his ego keeps him from maybe not realizing that some methods don't work, but more so insisting his way will always work? He, he doesn't want, he doesn't want to admit he may be wrong. So he sticks with what he wants until he's absolutely and inarguably proven wrong. Wow. I don't know if I, I don't know if I see him
2: as egotistical, maybe I'm wrong. I feel like he's just like out of his depth, you know, Um, he, I mean, he's still pretty young what is he? he's in the thirties, right? Like 38 yep. or something like that.
1: Yeah. 37, 38. Um, yeah.
2: And he was at a club at Keel, and they don't have <laughs> a lot of money. Just a
1: kid. <laughs> Screw <laughs> off one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he's just a wee baby, you know, yeah. and he was at a team that didn't have a lot of money. I'd be curious to see what the average age for Keel was. Um, and he did well there, right? But he was limited in the players that he had and the experiences that he had there. Um, there was like a certain amount of limitation, and all all the stuff he's learned, he's learned through Keel. Um, who, you know, I mean, punch above their weight class on occasion. They're a storied club, but they're not a big club per se. Um, and as a result, unfortunately, I think that brings with it a small mindset which is why I think he's kind of out of his depth. Hmm. You know, I don't think, I think he's used to players that come already made um, that fit, you know, which is why gross word for him. Cause he's a guy who knows how to play the position. He doesn't have to teach him anything. He just says, sure. you play over there, do this, you know, you don't have to do it well, but do this, uh, <laughs> do it when it's asked to you. And, yeah. you know, I promise you that you'll play. Um, so I think because of that, he's limited. Um, but I don't think it's an ego thing. Um, well, I think he's scared, too. I think there's a little bit of fear as sure. well. I don't no, think he don't. trusts trust kids, you know? Um, like, he's only started trusting in Jinma recently after he scored, like, three goals. And he's like, well, I guess I can play you, you know? <laughs> Damn. And I don't – yeah, yeah. <laughs> Seriously. You know, because then, then he's like, "Well, people are gonna," and also, like, don't forget, the papers were were screaming at him for some of the shit too, right? Yep. So we we noticed a little bit beforehand, but you
1: know, people have started to pay, pay attention. Well, I was uh, I wouldn't talk may, maybe to his character so much as I would maybe make a comparison to the to what he's exactly what verter can afford, right? I think sometimes yeah. I think sure. sometimes we're really hard on the manager, and I am. I know yeah. I am. I got no problem sure. with it. Because the results are, they either bear fruit or they don't. Your ideas either work or they don't. And if they don't work, get somebody else in there who can. But the reality is, is that we can only afford players for the last little while, like Bittencourt. And this is, uh, you know, when the question was asked, I responded with, well, I compared him to Bittencourt. Because Bittencourt can do some really cool stuff sometimes, right? So you're, yeah. you're paying, the, the best talent you can attract is the sometimes amazing guy. Not the always amazing, not the always consistent. It's really expensive to afford the always consistent. And I wonder at times that if, if Ole Werner was less the right guy for the job, but the right guy at the right price for the job, right? And, and he just yeah. is the guy we can afford. So we put up with the fact that you know for yeah. three games, he'll, he'll just stick stuck in his ways and, and won't change anything. We'll keep fielding the same stupid formation, right? Until finally he is forced to try something new. Um, that might just be a, a reflection of what we can afford. If I'm being yeah. completely honest. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Well, you got to wonder
2: too, whether there's going to be, we're going to offer. Because um, we have some money now we have money for transfers yep. and that makes includes you wonder if that extension coaches, was a mistake right? now. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Or if, you know, maybe he'll get an offer somewhere else or like when's his contract done? Uh, they you did one of like
1: a three-year extension, I think this, uh, this last summer, 2026, Gee, yeah. damn.
2: All right. Yeah. Well, that's the
1: verter way. Let's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to, let's keep this truck moving here. Uh, got some would you rathers and bet on it against it. Then we'll get sooner on again. Sorry for the overtime folks, but, uh, <laughs> deal with it. Uh, would you rather there's some just horrible stuff in here. Uh, spend a week reading only Yank talk or shit out your month, mouth for a week. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'll take the oh, shit. I'll read The, the fuck talk. do
2: I care about NCAA? Okay. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> give a fuck about NCAA sports. Whoa, All right. The ladies shot put. Syracuse is an incredible <laughs> ladies shot put team this year.
1: The fuck do I care? <laughs> Would you rather <laughs> be able to fly but have uncontrollable diarrhea or be able to teleport but every time you do, you lose one centimeter? I guess it where? depends where or I lose the centimeter.
2: I mean, yeah, exactly.
1: Because
2: believe you me, I am packing meat. <laughs> well, then you can afford it.
1: <laughs> yeah, no problem. That's just it. If you cho- if you choose that one, everybody's going to think, well, he's obviously packing. If you don't choose that one, they're like, okay, I right, we see where the problem is here. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, would you ra- Would you rather get the Dune Two popcorn bucket? <laughs> with, with extra butter popcorn, or with no popcorn at Dude all. Do too. Dry. <laughs>
2: uh, I I make. I'm not, not a lot of people who know this, but anybody who subscribed to my OnlyFans know that I make my own lube. Uh, so I'll go dry and bring my own. <laughs>
0: so
1: inside baseball i would we um manscaped reached out to us and wanted to sponsor us and i'm pretty sure after this they're going to rescind it uh (laughs) i I wanted
2: to ask you about that i hope i really want to go with it i was having all kinds of like fun in my head about how we can uh kind of ads will do (laughs) Well,
1: I'll keep you posted. uh All right, would
2: you? i have been you purposely ra- growing hair all over my body. As <laughs> I say, <said, laughs> we fact, have a live, a live she finding hair in the streets and gluing it to me <laughs> with the intent.
1: <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> okay, all right, come on now. uh Would, would you rather uh keep Fritz and Yawns, or hire someone other than Fritz, but we lose Yawns too?
2: No, keep yawns. Fine. Yeah, I love him so much right
1: now. All right, and uh, last one: Would you rather? <laughs> you guys was terrible this week. Would you rather <laughs> moan every time you f- you fart or pee every time you sneeze?
2: <laughs> Good gravy! Oh, uh,
1: moan for sure. <laughs> oh,
2: absolutely. All right, bet on it. It'd be against... just as awkward because I'd have to get up and leave the room. Because I work with kids, so like, and I couldn't even like let out a little let, let out a little sneaky one. Yeah, because you know? you'd be sitting there, you know, be, with I'd be some like, oh. hanging out with some
1: vulnerable <laughs> child moaning. Yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, I'd have to really watch what I eat.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, bet bet on it or against it. We are officially allowed to get excited about this team. There will be more ups than downs the remainder of the season. I'm betting against it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't trust anybody. (laughs) We've been fans for too long. We we know what happens. Yeah. Uh, This was a this was a bold one. Bore will still play a decisive role in Verter's season. You know what?
2: I love this. I'm betting on it. I hate it. (laughs) Like I think it's fucking irritating that he's still here. But I'm betting on it. Oh yeah. He scored game winner to get us to, uh, we're going to get eighth place because of him.
1: (laughs) Uh, Bet on it or against it. Geppi is actually a Brazilian double agent.
2: Uh, That's actually, you know, I'm betting on that as well. I've met Geppi or Ferdinand as he really likes to be called. (laughs) (laughs) Ferdinand dos Santos.
1: I plus he's got another like dozen last yeah, names. Gepino, as a... yeah, Gepino, exactly. <laughs> De Silva Gepino. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right, last bet on it or against it for tonight? Verter's uh, one hundred twenty-fifth anniversary jerseys are overrated, overpriced, and not worth the bother. Ooh. Ooh,
2: <laughs> controversial. <laughs> Um uh, damn. Get ready for it the hate mail. Nice. <laughs> uh uh I I they're all right. Like I I wasn't fucking foaming at the mouth. But also I'm kind of picky when it comes to my jerseys. Um and our man there is going to be picking me up one. Um and and if I wasn't oh, yeah? one I probably yeah, 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 yeah. You should shoot him a message. He might be able to sort you out too. Uh, I'll bet against it.
1: All right. Well, that does it for that. We Let's get Sooner in here because, uh, again, we're contractually obligated to, to do this. Uh, let me find his entrance music, though. There it is. He's a very, very good friend of mine. Sooner, Sooner, Maggot, Sooner. It's a rigged system. Maggot, 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 Sooner. Nobody can do it like Sooner nobody builds walls better than Sooner. Lock, yeah. Nobody's Lock, better Lock, yeah. to people with disabilities than Sooner will yeah. totally accept Lock, yeah. the results Lock, yeah. if I win. Lock, yeah. Well, welcome to overtime Sooner. Thanks for hanging out. You are one of the few How's it going? Be desperate. I noticed that Geppy logged off and he logged back on again like five minutes ago. Like he literally yeah, is just- only here. To, to listen to this segment
0: <laughs> we're getting to we're getting to this part of the show we're getting to his part of the uh, of, uh, of the evening how's it going how's it going guys oh, it's good good. i, I always call. think it's really dumb whenever i ask that question because i've listened to you guys talk for like an hour and 15 minutes why the fuck would i ask you how it's going i have no idea but <laughs>
1: i don't know it's your segment i guess you do what you want to do <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a wonderful thing about freedom in america
1: Great. And anybody else out there, for the cost of an internet connection and a microphone, you too could be on this show. True.
2: Hey, <laughs> As well, let me tell you. Yeah. Indeed,
1: indeed. Hey, we get some sweet shavers uh, from Manscaped. Yeah, uh, fuck, I now, hope so. Uh, five, <laughs> years of slug- yeah, five years of slugging it out with you guys is going to be worth it when I can shave my testes in comfort. <laughs> <laughs>
0: cut my smooth smooth balls <laughs>
1: all right sooner take it away
0: all right so we have they always put me at the end of the show like where i i, I do all this i i spend some time unlike these guys i spend some time doing research and i spend time like that's why we put you at the end of the show no I time. I, say, okay, I feel pressed for time slightly yeah uh, oh you know, so.
2: what a pussy hole what kind of horseshoe is that <laughs>
0: No, okay. So I'll try to run through some stuff because Heidenheim is actually a really interesting team, and I found some interesting stats I wanted to bring up. Um, so Heidenheim, they're having a really great season. I talked about it. I think the last time we played them, um, I think they're really relying on the fact that they don't really have to rely on their talent in order to be successful. They have some talent, but they just rely on their work ethic. And uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you're playing Kiel or Greuther or Braunschweig or Stuttgart or uh, Cologne or Hoffenheim. You know. You bring your lunch pail and uh, you have some luck with you and then you'll get some results. And that's what they're doing. Um, they're mid-table, just like us. Since last time we played them, you know, last time we played them, they had just tied Dortmund and they beat us, obviously. And uh, since then, uh, they beat Stuttgart and they beat Freiburg, who are the two big teams in their region, Baden-Württemberg. They beat Union Berlin, who, uh, I mean, I guess that doesn't seem very impressive now, but I mean, they were playing in the Champions League this year. Um, and they tied Dortmund again, meaning Dortmund did not take a win. Uh, you know, they're not going to take three points away from um, Heidenheim at all. And, I mean, uh, Heidenheim went down to Munich, and it was a tie game, 2-2, like, late in, in the late stages of that game. I mean, they are having a dream season, I mean, honestly. It's, it's been crazy. Did you know, uh, honestly, a uh, uh, funny thing, they have never been relegated. Heidenheim have never been relegated. They, they, they went from the fifth tier to the Bundesliga, never got relegated, only was only got promoted or stayed in the league they were in. I mean, it's really, really cool. Um, is, is that the Frank so yeah, Schmidt,
1: is that the Frank Schmidt effect?
0: I guess so. He was, he, I mean, they were started their journey like eight years before he got there, but I think, yeah, obviously Frank Schmidt is a big part of that. I think it's, he's kind of created the cult of personality down there and it's, I think it's helped them bring their work ethic kind of lunch pail style to the Bundesliga with such uh, success. There's a there's an that-
1: absolutely like, Canadian uh, television and film is absolutely awful. But there's a movie called Gunless, and there's a guy in the show whose ear gets shot off, shot off, and so he keeps walking around with his head tilted sideways. And every time I see Frank Schmidt, Schmidt, I can't help but, <laughs> but see this guy. Anyway, check out the movie. Very cool.
0: Gun, gunless. I'll keep that in mind. Um, so they. You know, so, so their work ethic this shows up in some stats. They, no, one, no team has covered more distance than uh, Heidenheim this year. They've, they, as a team, have covered 2,435.9 kilometers. Best in the league. Um, sprints, 5,043. Also best in the league. They work hard. Um, they, uh, they, they generate the fifth most corner kicks in the league, and that's important to know because they lead the league in goals from set pieces. Um, they have 11 goals from set pieces, wow. and they also, um, actually, sorry, that was they're tied for second in the league in that, and they um, also are tied for second in the league in goals off the counter, with uh, five. Um, and uh, you know, an interesting thing about them is they they average, um, you know, something to keep in mind because we it's been a topic we've talked about. How does Verder react to? Um, having you know more possession and playing a team that doesn't want to possess the ball as much heidenheim averages the the, the second least amount of possession in the league i think it's like 41 percent uh, uh i think it's at darmstadt or cologne that's only that's less than that i can't remember off the top of my head i don't have it in front of me but they but they don't like to, to, to possess the ball so that could be a little bit problematic um one thing i thought was really interesting let me get this in front of me here uh, this is going to be a match 844. Our we might have to do a stats rundown next week because uh, um, we this match is going to be between the third and fifth place teams in the league in clearances per game. Uh, <laughs> Verde Bremen, Verde Bremen is third in the league at 23.1 clearances per game, but Heidenheim is not far behind with 22.3.
1: We may have to bring places. back our stats uh, segment just so that uh, we can own exactly. that one. You got to
0: find out, we got to find out. Um, so, they like to clear the ball. Uh, their goalie also gets a lot of saves. Thomas, um, is it Thomas Müller? Kevin Müller. Thomas Müller plays for a brian one fucking idiot I am. Uh, Kevin Müller, uh, he's their goalie. Um, he is going to make his 240th appearance for Heidenheim. It's basically where he's played his entire senior career. Uh, he averages 4.1 saves per game, third in the league. Uh, and I think that he's kind of been an unsung hero for them. Maybe keeping the ball out of goal a little bit. Um... Let me see here. Some other things that I think are interesting. Um, one thing to keep an eye on is um, uh, they give up the most penalties in the league. I think they've given up uh, 10 this season. Uh, so that's uh, that's something to keep an eye on. They gave a, pen- a penalty to us last time we played. Dux, uh missed it and then headed it into the net. Uh, I think that was our first goal of the game in that one. Um, and, one of many uh, great
1: Dux goals, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, they're not very good on the road though they picked up only six points of 24 at home uh, uh, on the road uh, so they're coming to Bremen obviously that's an interesting thing to keep an eye on what well, it is it um, is encouraging was,
1: giving it is encouraging given how good our home form has been
0: exactly yes we're, we're one of the better teams honestly and I mean I understand you're taking away two of the results but like if you take out Bayern and Leverkusen who are you know, Leverkusen hasn't lost a game all year. I don't think there's anything, any shame taking take, taking the home loss to them. And we played Bayern the first match of the year at home. If you take those two away, we've only lost one game at home. Um, we, we And it was a close loss to Hoffenheim. And we've taken points from every other home game. Uh, we were in very good form at home.
1: Um, Which I think is, if, I mean, if somebody can sort this out, maybe King Ian. I think that's completely contrary to the last two seasons where we've really struggled yeah. at home.
0: Yeah, especially yeah. last year. I think I think we maybe only won two games at home all season long. I, I went to I went to eleven home games last year and a lot of them sucked ass. It was really hard to watch <laughs> because we were fucking losing a lot of games at home. Um wouldn't, wouldn't you know what so,
1: I asked King, I asked King Ian to do something, he just disappeared from the show. <laughs> what a piece of work. That's a hint. <laughs> That's <laughs> a hint is what yeah. that is.
0: stats things i want to talk about just real quick uh, that i find interesting is that heidenheim and Werder bremen uh, are at the bottom of the league in shots on target per game they only average 3.4 shots on target per game but they're both like mid table in the league in goals per game uh so that means that their ratio of shots on target to goals is very low Verder bremen actually is uh has the fewest shots on target per goal uh 2.3 to one goal heidenheim's 2.4 to one goal and I just find that interesting because both of these teams have... Because, I mean, you know, that's better than having the the reverse problem. Cologne takes 6.4 shots on goal to get a goal. Uh, uh, that's a lot. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's not very good. It explains why they're having the season they are. But, you know, to me, that, showed, that means that on a week-to-week basis, maybe, you could kind of regress to the mean, which is more like three shots on goal to get a goal. So maybe it might be interesting to see which one of those teams um, this time... Uh, might have those types of problems and then also i this is something i brought up in the discord a little bit and it's we can talk more about this as we talk more about ding chi and coming back and should we sell them etc etc it's a very interesting set on football ref, uh, where you can look at this the bundesliga and one of the things you can find on there is a statistic called goals minus expected goals which means like you know how many goals have you shot minus the goals you were expected to shoot based on positioning and goalie positioning and, I don't know, spacing of other players. Harry Kane leads the league in this. He is plus six, which means he has six more goals than he's expected to get. Um, and, you know, that's, uh, you know, kind of maybe expected for some players like that. Ludovic Ajork or Karim Onisivo, who are two players we played last weekend against Mainz, they're at the bottom of the table in this statistic, meaning they they're like minus 3.7 and minus 2.0 meaning that they're they're not they should have scored more goals than they have. Um, the number 3 player in the in the league in the statistic is Aaron Dinchy. Aaron Dinchy has 2.7 expected goals this season and he scored 7 goals. Still now, not good enough for Werder. Yeah, right, exactly. That's true. But the I'm not going to claim to know, like, all the ins and outs and on the reasons why and stuff like that. I mean, part of it, like, a lot of his goals are maybe coming from a little bit further back in the box. If you watch the highlights of our game against him uh, in the Hin I think he only had 0.41 expected goals in that game, and he scored two. So there are there's some things going on there. But to me, when I, when I look at that stat, that makes me think that, like, you can't sustain that kind of devel- – uh, uh, that kind of uh, – Uh, Goal production, right? I mean, eventually you've got to start regressing down Especially if you're not a striker who's near the goal. I mean, I don't know. I mean again, like I'm I'm not saying I'm an authority on this But you you've got to start regressing more towards the expected goals number Probably like week after week month after month season after season Um, So he's number three in the league in that statistic and Jan Niklas Besta is like number eight so two, of the, they have two of the top most players who are overperforming their expected goals, uh, which I just think is a, is kind of an interesting uh, statistic. Um, so let, I, I'm going to come to my lock now. Uh, I didn't really have a good vibe on this game, and it's because I think Verder is a favorite, and I kind of I feel like it's kind of a cop out to to bet on Verder when they're like minus one thirty to win a game. I mean, I guess I could. But the thing I decided on doing is I'm going to take the under in this game. Um, uh, Under two and a half goals. Um, That's plus 105 on DraftKings. And um, I just think that uh, Heidenheim has only averaged like a goal a game in the new year. Verder, you know, they are capable of scoring some goals. But... If, if Heidenheim's going to possess the ball, or if Verder's going to have to possess the ball a lot and Heidenheim's going to sit back a little bit, I'm not sure how successful we're going to be. You know, if Verder wins 2 0, that still cashes. If it's a 1 1 tie, that still cashes. Um, I think that this is not going to be a very high scoring game. And so I think that under two and a half goals, I got it for plus 105 on DraftKings. That's going to be my lock this week. Shumba. Better lock it up you lock it up Ooh, that's a big lock all right
1: all right well let's get to the part that geppy's here for
0: that's right let's <laughs> let me pull up a kit tip. all for While you up, you know it's all but it's not all for him because it's, it's sometimes for some other people um and some of those people are me because um only one person last week <laughs> Uh, pred- had the foresight and some might say the foreskin to predict that Verder uh, would have a one to nothing win over Mainz, and that was yours truly. Uh, a lot of people picked up points. Uh, I think only Boring, Anna, Condre, Ben, uh, uh, Mark, and Strued, and Arun did not pick up points. A lot of people had a Verder win, and Verder did get a win. So here's the rundown of the table: Agepi is on top with nine. Uh, me and Spivey are right behind that with eight. El Comandante and Christian have seven. Dirt, 13, and Le Chef have five. Big Ben and here Dr. Tim and Ben, the host, and uh, Nau, who I think is Mohammed, and Struid, all have four. Brian, uh, Ian McHugh, Jay, Lohena, Cacophony, Dustin, and uh, I think I EG, BG Shoelace is one. And Matt Miller and Arun all have two. And boring Anna Condre, and Mark are still looking to get on the board in the new season. Um, so keep I on. Say say say. You know, some might say that. You know, I mean, some might say that. <laughs> well, know, there's a it, crowd of we, people
1: we, that said that. I I didn't do that. Yeah,
0: well, ex- exactly. Well, I mean, well, when you have like eight points in three matches or four matches, you know. Some might say that having no is none is embarrassing, but you know, I, I wouldn't go that far to say it was embarrassing <laughs> to do that. So, um, but no, keep on getting those picks in every week. Um, it's the Kick Tip app. You can, you can still join, right? You can still join if you. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if more of you losers mm-hmm. want to come and join the league, just so I can, you know, me and Geppi can, <laughs> can 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 sit atop of a a a, a, lar- a larger ladder of, of uh, imbeciles, then that's uh, you know, I'm just fine. <laughs> Good
2: luck with that, you fucking prick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, Oof. but uh, yes, the Kick Tip app. Um, I think uh, on the Verder contest uh, Twitter page, there's, uh, the the Vader contest. Um, discord page there's ways to get in i mean there's still time uh we're just having fun here um and uh, you can join us oh yeah we're having lots fun. of fun fun with the capital f <laughs> you so, FU. so
2: fun. much fun <laughs>
1: <laughs> awesome right, yeah so make sure me. make sure you get your picks in before kickoff i tried playing the offset last week hoping just because i figured everybody was going to be all up on a win and i figured i would go for the I would, I would go for the loss and, and I took one. So <laughs> funny how that worked out, isn't it? Yeah. Me and, me and Condrey, we played the table instead of the game and we lost bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going for differentials can sometimes burn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right. I guess should have listened to sooner. So you got the sooner lock of the week and, uh, yeah, <laughs> picks in and, uh, by the else way,
0: I'm, have? I'm 12 and five on locks this year. So, I mean, I'm doing pretty good. I think next year we, we can talk five? about this.
1: Do you even 12 math, and five bro?
0: What's <laughs> well, 12, 12. 12, from, 12 from 17. I, I have 12 hits and five losses. <laughs> did you just so, have a
1: stroke? Like, how did that even
0: 12 from 12 five? And five. Th- I, I say 12. Well, I, I'm 12 and <laughs> five. I'm 12 of 17 okay like when you were, i don't know i mean I, I guess you know i'm an american we normally we don't have ties in our sports and so i said so it's saying 12 and 5 is, is a normal thing to say
2: i'm so i guess i'm still getting
0: used to these things like where sometimes you it's a push um but uh i think maybe ne- next year we can talk about uh, i was thinking about this like maybe we could make be, make some rules like where i could break them a little bit uh, i mean i guess that's something i like doing anyways but maybe next year i <laughs> i uh i I let it ride every week. If I'm, if, if, if I win, I put it all, I put it all on the next lock and I put it all on the next lock and I put all on the next lock. I think that might be a fun thing to do for next year. But <laughs> I mean, if we, if we, if we ever
1: watching you, I was, I
0: was going <laughs> to say by the rate and you
1: gambling here <laughs> by the time we're done the season, you could win like tens of dollars.
0: <laughs> well, no i mean i think i'd probably be doing a little bit better than that maybe but i think if, i think i would have to create some sort of thing where if i ever got the triple digits i would be like okay some of this has to stick with me because I'm not, i don't <laughs> no, want to no, lose no, no, on no. it you <laughs> can i want to see, see it all
2: go baby yeah. <laughs> all of it every fucking penny that's part of the fun <laughs> yeah fun chase said hi. But <laughs> well, yeah, All maybe, right. maybe well,
0: we can make it a part of the potential manscaping thing, like where, like if I miss it, then I have to shave a quadrant of my body or something like that. There Half we go. Now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. Well, thanks so much, Christian and Sooner, for joining us. Thanks everybody for sticking on uh, the show for this long it was great. Thanks for uh, yeah hanging out with us, doing the overtime, and uh, as always, we'll be here next week, probably on the Sunday, like we normally do. And uh, we'll uh, hang out with you after we thrash Heidenheim. That'll be fun. Hey, anyway, thanks. uh, (laughs) Thanks to both you guys and uh, everybody have yourself a great night. Take care, boys.
0: Ciao, everyone. See ya. Ciao, ciao. Come on, man.